Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are here with Michelle Sanchez, who just had a gorgeous wedding in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, and is going to share with us the story of how she planned it and how she managed to do it all for less than the national average for a wedding anywhere in the United States, which I think is an amazing feat. So I wanted to have her on the show today to share how she was able to do this completely gorgeous wedding for such an economical price and really made that dream of having a Magic Kingdom wedding come true. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me on the show. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to talk to you because your wedding was so personal and so customized and embodied the complete fairy tale that you think of when you think of a Magic Kingdom wedding. So I'm really eager to hear the story of how you did all of this. Oh, no problem. So um, originally we were supposed to, I originally booked the wedding pavilion last April um, to have our 10-year vow renewal, because I first got married, when I first got married, I was 18, and we just did the dress as a piece, Red Lobster movies, it was a fun, spontaneous day, but I told my husband, I said, Lord willing, we're still together 10 years, and I want it big. I want the wedding of my dreams, and I want it all. So he said, sure, no problem, so I booked the wedding pavilion, and then I wound up switching it again to the Grand Floridian, because um the type of things I were looking for... And the wedding pavilion just didn't do it for me. So I switched to the Grand Floridian Ballroom because I wanted decorations, I wanted lights, I wanted um, crystals, and I would just bring is, is my thing. <laughs> so I just I wanted that. And um, so when I switched back in October, I was just going for that that look. Um, originally, I had invited about 43 people. Um, I sent out the RSVPs, and about over half my guest list dropped out. My wow. mom wasn't coming. My my uh, maid of honor didn't come. Family, friends, everybody was just dropping out like flies. And I got severely depressed. I was like, you know, I went up to Manny and I said, I wish I would have never invited nobody. I should have just, you know, done it big for me. And you got married by the castle like any girl wanted to and just do it that way. Forget everybody else. And he said, well, if you want to get married by the castle, then get married by the castle. I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> He said, yeah, if you want to, go ahead. And sure enough, I looked into the prices. I called them up. I called them January 3rd. I found out January 6th. It was like three or four days I had to wait. It felt like three or four years to get my answer, you know, if I can have it there. Because apparently, they're only allowed to have it on certain days of the week. Like, if they're having events that day, they can't have it. Um, so, I originally was scheduled April 23rd, my wedding. And I got it for April 24th. It was open. So I called all my vendors, and they said they were free that day. So I switched everything completely. Um, when I originally switched it to the Magic Kingdom, I didn't tell none of my guests that I switched it. I had waited because I didn't want people to now come to this event for the location, like being the Magic Kingdom. I wanted them to come for me and my husband. Um, so 
after my invitations went out, and then I started, after the RSVPs came in, I gave them a deadline. I said, if I don't hear by this time, then I'm taking it as a no. When the day came and left, the people who RSVP'd, it was only about 18 of us. Wow. So 18 people, I told them um, where it was going to be at, and they were thrilled, excited, and the people who had said no found out, and they felt like some type of way, and I said, I'm not taking any more yeses because, you know, you... you said no. So this tells me where your heart was at, whether you were coming for us or for the location. So from then on, I just went towards the Magic Kingdom. And then everything else was smooth sailing from there, basically. Wow. For people who don't know how the Magic Kingdom ceremonies work, there's one place in the Magic Kingdom that you can use. And it's part of a $10,000 package that includes transportation in the park, but not outside of the park. You still have to transport your guests to Magic Kingdom. But it's really cool transportation in the park. You get to use some of the Main Street vehicles to take you down to the Rose Garden. And technically, the name of the site is the Swan Boat Landing, which is where the swan boats used to leave from. But they set it up so that the guests are all facing toward the castle and the all the roses and the couple stands in the walkway there so that you have the castle in the background of photos. Uh, and then also included in the package, didn't you get like a violinist or some uh, a string trio or something? Yes, you get two violinists and a cello. Okay. And then what else? Is your floral, like your bouquet and boutonniere included in that? No. The only thing the $10,000 included was the location, the um, string trio, the Chiavari chairs, and, and the motorized vehicles, and that was it. That It doesn't include floral, um, bouquet. It doesn't include photography, videography, nothing. Everything else is extra on top. That's interesting. I think that was how they lowered the price because the package used to be about $25,000 and it was because it included video, floral, blah, blah, blah. So that's interesting. I mean, I, it's still great because it, at least now it's a more accessible price point. So can you tell us just sort of an overview of how the day worked? Because what you get with a package is just the ceremony. So then you planned a reception after that and then you did something really fun. I'll let you tell what you did. <laughs> so tell, <laughs> tell us the overview of the day. So the morning... I, hair and makeup was at 4 a.m. We hired Beauty Speciale for hair and makeup, and we had to be done by 6 a.m., and we had a a private car come pick us up, and that was, we had to go through the Zoom with that since we had to go back to the entrance. I had to pay $30 for one-way fee to um, our resort route, which we stayed at the boardwalk, and then we had to hire a private, um, we hired a mini motor coach because since we had less than 25, and the mini motor coach holds 25 guests, we hired one to pick up our guests at the resort. So the price for that was um, four fifty six. We had to charter for five hours because they had to pick up all the guests and then drop us off at the Magic Kingdom. And then from the Magic Kingdom, it drops us off at the Grand Floridian. So I had to be up and dressed by 6 a.m. because we had the photo shoot from 6.30 to 7.30 throughout the Magic Kingdom, you know, by the castle, by the water. We went to the Haunted Mansion. We did that in the morning and then our guests got picked up by 6.30 a.m. at their resort to um, meet us at the Magic Kingdom. And there at 7.30 a.m. the guests started to come down Main Street on the motorized vehicle and nobody knew what me and my husband was wearing so we hid behind the castle but all of our guests met us at the Swan Boat Landing. They were on the motorized vehicles. My husband was with the guests and he met them up front. I was on the, it looked like a mini fire truck. It was really cute, the mini fire trucks. I love the motorized vehicles they had. It was it was very cute and just old-fashioned looking, and I loved it because it, it it was the true heart of Disney. That's what I thought of it. Um, so we were also able to bring in our own floral, 
meaning my own bouquet. And my sister-in-law, she was a, a best lady, so she we were over, able to bring in her own bouquet as well. I brought in my own flower girl basket. I made Mickey fans. I was able to bring that in myself. But the fan ceremony, I had to purchase through them. The flowers on the floor, I had to purchase through them. There were certain things I was allowed to do and there were certain things I weren't allowed to do. So it was kind of like a back and forth. So they said you are allowed to bring in your own programs. Originally, it wasn't. Since it was short notice, since I was getting married, you know, the wedding was in April, since I already purchased things and I told them that, they kind of they said, all right, since you already bought it, then we're going to let you just bring in your own stuff. So that's what um, we did there. So the ceremony started by 8 a.m. It was about a 20-minute ceremony. The guests were already down. The music started. I, we played, like, Beauty and the Beast was one of the songs. The Cinderella song of When You Wish Upon a Star is what I came in with. But everything, when I was walking down the aisle with my husband, a lot of it was kind of a blur because all morning I kept on saying to myself, this is really happening, Michelle. Michelle, this is really happening. Is this really happening, Michelle? <laughs> That's all I kept on saying to myself. And, and I was like, you know, like, pinch me, pinch me. And, and my dad was like, it's okay, Michelle. This is really happening. So so we started there, and we did the ceremony for about 20 minutes. I hired Pastor John Shaw from Sensational Ceremonies, and he did the ceremony. Um, afterwards, we took pictures by the castle. We did a stage exit um, with the flowers at us you know, a stage exit that way. We took pictures by the castle, and then um, we had to be out by about 8.50 was, like, the latest because guests were already starting to come in the park by then because Crystal Palace was open and then the Cinderella Royal Table was open, so guests were coming in. So they said we had to kind of wrap things up. So we wrapped things up. We headed back to the motor coach. We went to the Grand Floridian. The pre-reception was at Sago K Point. Um, I had, like, the yoga parfait for the pre reception as food and I hired an outside vendor for a character artist um, from About Faces Entertainment. His name was Glenn Ferguson. He did an amazing job. It was such a huge hit to have one of those. It's Because I felt as though since I was having a small wedding party, I should have things to entertain them. That's what my thing was, you know, to entertain. Um, we took pictures around with the photographers, with Randy Charles, who hired Randy Chapman for the um, previous reception, the reception. He took pictures during that time. We went into the Grand Floridian Ballroom by 10 a.m. at St. Augustine Ballroom for the reception portion. We hired DJ Chuck Johnson. He did an amazing job, too. Um, the music he went by, all the music, we, we had a playlist. He went by that. He took requests from the guests, and I told him, I said, if you see people sitting down and they you know, just get them dancing and moving. And he got everybody dancing and moving. And I really, that's what I really loved and enjoyed about him too. For outside vendors, for decorations, I used blue up lighting. And I had crystals everywhere, everywhere. I'm, <laughs> I am like the bling queen here. So I had crystal wedding trees down the, down the table on my cake. I had bling on it. I, it was just everywhere. My bouquet, my clothes. It was just, I, that's what was my theme. I went blue and bling everywhere. So by uplighting, I hired an outside vendor called um, Soundwave Entertainment, and Disney was quoting me $1,000 for uplighting, and I was like, well, I'm getting married in the morning, and I'm only going to need for three hours. It was just 1000 I was like, there's no way I'm paying $1,000 for that. So I went to outside vendor, and they charged me only 500 So it was half the price of what Disney was charging me. The crystal wedding trees on my table, Disney was quoting me $2,000 for the crystal wedding trees. And I went with an outside vendor 
Susan Nichols Design Group, and she only charged me about four hundred dollars wow. compared to two thousand. So I said, wherever I can save, I save. Even for the Shiavari chairs, I paid five dollars with her, and Disney was um, going to charge me twelve dollars. So that was another. Everything was like almost fifty percent cheaper than with Disney. So I said I was just going to outside lenders. And then after I hired Mickey and Minnie to come, they helped cut the cake. And I didn't tell none of my guests what the day was going to bring. I didn't tell them about the character artist. I didn't tell them about Mickey and Minnie. My, my own husband didn't even know. <laughs> I just told them, I said, buy an outfit, show up. I'll plan the rest. And sure enough, and when Mickey and Minnie came, the crowd went wild. And he was like, oh, babe, this is awesome. I love it. And it just brought a smile to my face. And I'm like, wow, people are actually having fun. And it's only 18 of us, you know. And I tell brides out there, no matter how many guests you have, no matter, you know, who's not going to come, who's going to show up, I said, just the location alone, guests will totally raise and have a good time. That's that's how I saw it. And then after that, the, the reception was over by 1 o'clock. The guests went, I hired uh, the band to take them back home, me and man, we stayed around the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, because we hired Randy Chapman. He took us around to photography. I also hired Simply Cinematic to do our videography, and they charged us uh, $1,500 to do about six hours worth of shooting. And what was interesting about that was it's not six hours, I'm just going to be with you for six hours. They can be with you for 10 hours, but they said if the film is rolling, they will only roll their film for six hours. And not all the time they're rolling the film. So if you're with them, again, for 10 hours and you know, you're eating dinner for like 45 minutes, they're still with you, and they're not shooting the camera, but they get all the special effects, and every milestone of the day, meaning the cake cutting, the cake toss, the garter toss and stuff, and they're with you all, the whole way. Even when my guests left, they went around the Grand Floridian with us, and what was awesome about them is that they weren't allowed to go in the Magic Kingdom because they're an outside vendor, so they weren't able to tape the, us saying our vows together. So they made us redo our vows again at the Grand Floridian by the chandelier when you first get off the monorail and walk in. So I said, we renewed our vows like two times in one day. I was like, how awesome is that, you know? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> you know, so we re- just because it was like, oh, you know, we don't want to just have video of just the reception portion. We want to have something of you guys saying, you know, the vows so we can make it as if, you know, we were there. So they made us do it again. And, and that was amazing for us. I was like, you know, I, was, I just can't wait to see what they produce, you know. And as a grand finale that night, we just told our guests, meet us at the Grand Floridian. We're just going to have desserts and fireworks and stuff. So they thought they were just going to go by the water. I said, just show up. Just wear whatever you want to wear. Just show up. And they came in and we were like, all right, so where we're going to go. And we just said, follow us. And we started walking and we surprised our guests with a yacht for a dessert party as the grand finale. We didn't tell nobody. So when we walked up to the yacht, we turned around and me and my husband point and said real loud, ladies and gentlemen, your chariot awaits you. And the crowd went wild. <laughs> what? A yacht by herself? And then when we were on the water, it was like perfect. The fireworks, the food, we had like the private catering. My husband's favorite dessert is the banana bread pudding with foster sauce from Ohana with the ice cream. We we got it from the Grand Floridian, and they duplicated to the T. They did a phenomenal job. So we had that. And then on the water, they had the electric parade on the water and the 
yacht took us by there, had us like our own personal electrical water parade, and then the fireworks and pictures. I even hired photography for that, you know. So um, by the end of the night, we were up from like 3 a.m. all the way to 11 p.m. It was like an all-day affair for us, and it was a huge success, a huge hit. Wow, what a day. (laughs) Yeah. So for the non-park portion of the day, you were able to cut your costs way down by using a lot of outside vendors. Can you tell us a little bit about how you researched and chose your vendors from so far away? Sure. I joined the group, the Discords, where a lot of brides obviously start their planning journals. I'm also from Carly's blog, where the Disney wedding blogs and hers as well, where they show preferred vendors, and she had a list there. So I went according to her list, and I made my own phone calls to kind of figure out pricing and also on the discord what other brides recommended for photography videography you know uplighting for anything so i really those two sites were my main sites where i was able to figure out who would i choose based on recommendations since it was so far away so with randy chapman i went on his website i called him up um, we were talking about pricing and i really liked his work um also like misty miyoto's work but her Pricing was a little bit more than I was willing to spend, and Brandy's pricing was great for my, you know, my budget. So for six, six and a half hours, he was there from 9 a.m. to about 4 p.m. more or less, and he charged me 9.75. And for me, that was a huge success. <laughs> you know, I uh, that that money, and then his pictures too. You know, his style and his editing style, it, it really worked for what I was looking for. So that was with him, and then with videography, that was another touchy subject because I wasn't sure if I was able to afford it or not or should I get it? Is it worth it? But when I seen other videographers, when I go on their site and I look at their samples, some of them were just beautiful, just like you're watching a regular TV show. It wasn't choppy. It wasn't like an at-home video. It was something like cinematic style, you know. So I hired Simply Cinematic and for six hours worth of shooting, um, I paid the $1,500, and you get a 60-minute trailer. You get 25 minutes of the movie. You know, they edit and document it and everything. So for me, that price is good because also to get that, that low of a price, you know, I, I was like, I don't need any DVDs. I don't need multiple copies. I don't need, you know, raw footage. I just want the film of the day, and then that's it. So if you want more copies or like one or two discs or anything, it, the price goes up to about 2500 I said, just give me your basic, cut out all the extra. I just want the trailer, the film, and that's it. And so I got it down to $1,500. So a lot of times also you can kind of, with certain vendors, you can kind of negotiate. Like with brandy photographers, you can negotiate. Some people have certain prices, but if you play around with it, be, to be honest, they can speak it a bit if you say I want this but I don't want that so that's what I wound up doing even with the vendors outside vendors I went with Susan Nickel Design Group for my decorations and my floral my bouquet I did like Swarovski crystals with roses and feathers and Disney was quoting me $375 for that bouquet and I only paid $225 with an outside vendor and I said listen I want to pay this is my budget this is what I'm working for but sometimes what I also learn if you tell them your budget ahead of time Sometimes they may use that as their advantage. But if you be like, okay, you know, if 250 is a too much, how about, you know, if you take this out, like not so many crystals or not so many roses, you can get the price down to what you like, you know. So with her, 
I was able to get a good price with the crystal wedding trees, with my bouquet, with the chairs. That was another vendor. And then the uplighting as well, because when I called the Soundwave DJ Entertainment for the uplighting, she said for a normal weekend as well, they normally charge about $900. And then she said, oh, you're going to have a weekday ceremony. I'll do it for 600 And I was like, oh, 600 for three hours. I'm only going to have a couple of guests. I don't um, you know, I'll call you back. And then, again, I called her back, and she said, well, um, I was like, the $600. She said, well, about five. I was like, okay, I'll take it, as long as I keep lowering the number, <laughs> you know. So that's what I did. You have to learn how to play around with people, um, with the vendors. Not all the time what they say, you can, you know, you go with it. That's what I've been learning throughout my experience. So what really impresses me is that it sounds like you were very faithful to the budget you had set for yourself. And so I was wondering, were there certain aspects of the day that you were like, okay, I'm willing to splurge on X, Y, and Z, but there were other things where you're like, you know what, I just don't care about this, or it's not worth paying a lot of money. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I don't want to say there were there wasn't a part of the day that I didn't care about, because for me, every aspect of the wedding was 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 important for me, even down to the place cards. But I just couldn't see myself paying somebody to do what I want, not even what I want, what I was looking for, but not down to the teeth what I want, meaning the like invitations. I was going to go with um, impressions. I believe that's who Disney goes through. Right. And for the invitations alone, and I only needed less than 25 with $300. And because they have to do... Um, the Disney, have a Disney licensing fee, that's why it costs more money. And I was like, you know what? I'm not paying $50 for this. So I paid about $75 because I'm, I've made my own invitations, you know. I went to Michael's. I bought, I had a 50% coupon. Every day I have a Michael's three blocks away from where I live. Every day, if you go with 50% coupon, it's just a walk. And I had everything with 50 to bum, 60% off all my stuff because I refused to pay full price. That was the goal of my wedding. I said, whatever, I don't have to pay full price. I'm not. The only thing I really had to pay full price was, was with Disney because with them, it's kind of like pulling teeth. And I was like, you know what, whatever, for some reason, whatever they say goes. So I just went with them. But whatever I was able to bring in myself, I was like, I'm not paying full price. Even for the fans, the um, the Mickey Head fans, again, $300. It was $225 for the fans. But then about a sixty or seventy dollars licensing fee, so that's almost three hundred dollars for Mickey wedding fans. I was like, I'm not paying that neither. So I bought a Cricut machine, original price of the Cricut machine was five hundred. I paid one ninety nine for a Cricut machine. So I bought all the materials, the materials itself. I paid about twenty bucks for the materials, the sticks, the bows, the rhinestones, the paper material and stuff, and and I just made everything myself, even down to the place cards. I cut out little Mickey heads. I bought the stickers and wrote the names on it, bought a bell. It, it was everything down to the T. I wanted it to look a certain way. So I was willing to spend the money but not pay full price. I didn't even care if it was 10% off. I said as long as I get something off, that was my goal to say I was able to not pay full price for everything, even down to my wedding dress. I was like, I'm not paying $1,000 for a wedding dress. No way. I went right to the prom section. They were on sale, and I paid 440 bucks for my dress. I was like, I, I just couldn't see myself paying full price for everything that if I didn't have to. And then, you know, because it wasn't a traditional wedding dress, my guests wore all white and I wore blue, you know, I was able to play around with that. 
you know, even down to my jewelry, everything, um, 40 to 50% off all my bling, my, my earrings, my necklace, my shoes, my shoes I created myself. My shoes was the crystal, um, I bought real sportsy crystals for my shoes. Um, the lady was trying to sell, um, for 400 bucks, she was trying to sell me the shoes. I was like, no, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I went to the clearance rack at a shoe store. I paid $10 for my shoes. They were an ugly brown color. I went to Michael's with a 40% coupon box, can of silver spray paint, spray painted the shoes, went online on tammysplace.com, and you type in a Facebook 10, you can get 10% off the crystals and stuff, and I bought like about 7000 Sporsky crystals, but I got 10% off of it. I can say that, and I spent like $200 compared to $400 on crystal shoes, you know. That that was my whole thing, I and mean, even my picture frames for my centerpieces, too. I had crystal wedding trees, and I put old-fashioned, when we first got married, my original wedding dress and stuff, I had pictures in the center, so picture frames were black. I got 40% off of that with my coupons to Michaels and AC Moore. Um, even the Disney stickers all 40% off, everything, everything down to the sea, I had to say, you know, in order to get what I wanted, I had to budget, even look for sales, run online, even being patient, you know, waiting for things to get on sale. So that was my whole goal was to budget, budget, budget. So <laughs> This is great, great stuff, great tips. Now, with that many DIY projects, how did you get them all down to Florida? Um, my father was actually driving from Philadelphia to Florida. So all I had, I didn't have huge boxes. All I had was two mini boxes with like the the fans, the face cards, the picture frames. So I had two small boxes. So he took it in his car, like the trunk of his car, and he drove it down there. If not, you can use UPS and FedEx, but I was like, I wasn't trusting it too much with it. I was kind of hesitant, you know, so I asked my dad, so he said he'll do it for me. That's cool. So I got two boxes. Now, this might be a tough question to answer, but of all the amazing things that happened on your vow renewal day, can you pick one memory that stands out to you as your most favorite? Oh, the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> the ceremony. The ceremony alone, because, you know, the pastor was saying our vows, he needed to repeat after him. So we and was just looking at each other, and I think that was, <laughs> it's been a long time, you know, but for me and him, like, we stared at each other almost the whole time. Like, literally stared at each other. And then the pastor would say, bow your head for prayer. I couldn't even, I just put my head down, and I just kept on thinking, you know, Michelle, this is really happening. You're in Magic Kingdom. You're in the Magic Kingdom. You know, and then we, the prayer was over, and I would look up, and the castle's in the background. It was just like, it was breathtaking. And everybody surrounding me was kind of like a blur. It was just. It was as if it was just me and him and the castle, and that was it. That, that's all I remember the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there anything that didn't turn out like you expected or that maybe went a little wrong on the wedding day? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it was pretty charmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing, the outside vendor with Glenn Ferguson, um, he was the character artist I hired. I hired him for three hours. He was 135 an hour, and I have requested color, so apparently there was kind of a miscommunication between him and the boss lady that he didn't bring color. So when I seen him drawing, I said, well, where's, I said, I requested color. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'll stay even longer, you know. So instead of for three hours, he stayed for the whole time, my whole pre-reception, reception and stuff. So he made up for that. So I have, I said, you know what, forget about it. I'll just go home and buy my own color pencils and color them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what me and my husband did. 
got colored pencils and colored them in. But everybody was in white anyway. So it wasn't as if we needed to color much of anything because all of our clo- all the clothes of the guests were white. It was just me and him that we needed blue. So another crafty idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and then the other thing I like to ask, sort of along the same lines, but was there anything before the wedding that seemed like a big deal or that you were nervous about? And then it turned out not to be because sometimes these can help future brides who might be super stressing over some aspect. And then once you go through it, you're like, oh, that wasn't a big deal at all. I guess the timing, because it was so early in the morning, I was afraid my guests were going to oversleep. They weren't going to make it. They were going to miss the bus because I was already in the park at 630. I had to be in the park at 630. My guests were getting picked up at 630. So I started texting people at 5 a.m. Beauty Speciale was her name was Rosie. She was doing my hair, and I'm busy texting people. Are you up? Wake up. Are you sure you up? Don't fall back to sleep. You know, so I was just nervous that people were, because if you missed the bus, you missed the ceremony. And to me, the ceremony was the big shebang, the highlight of the day. So that was the thing that was really kind of getting to me, because I know a lot of my family um, work night shift, too. You know, like my father-in-law, he he's a night owl. He's up all night and sleeps all day. So I was afraid he was going to miss the bus, and my dad, too, and, you know, my just family and friends, so that's what I was really kind of stressing about. When everything started, I seen that everybody was there. I was like, yes, nobody missed the ceremony, you know, the highlight of the day. So that was that was really about it that I can really think of. That's great. So you've already given us a lot of great tips for saving money, for getting what you want, for your vision of the day. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Yes. The little things to don't stress over where, like, placemats are put, tablespoons are put, you know, centerpieces, if it's to the left or to the right an inch, don't stress over the little things because the guests, to be honest, at the end of the day, they're not going to really remember that. What are they going to remember is the ceremony. They remember people laughing and dancing and drinking and having a good time, and they remember the food. That's what my guests remember. They didn't remember too much about the Mickey fans, to be honest. Even though you put so much time and energy in it, they're not going to remember that. The place card, they remember the place cards, but take them home, they don't remember that neither. But it's just the big things they remember. They were raving about the food and the DJ and stuff. So it's just the bigger things that are taken care of, such as the food and the music, it's okay. But the little tiny things, like the place cards, the placemats, where certain things are set up a certain way, the guest doesn't even remember that at the end of the day. And then also, don't put the wedding day first, meaning you and your husband shouldn't be arguing about the wedding day and the money and how to spend and if you're going into debt or anything like that. If y'all putting the wedding day first and you guys are arguing about it even before the wedding, it's not even worth it. You have to remember it's about you and him either renewing your vows or getting married to each other. You know, it's not about the people. You can't please everybody. That's what I've learned, that I can't please everybody, so don't put the wedding day itself first. It's about you and him, and the little things really does not matter. This is great advice. Thanks so much for sharing that. <laughs> and then my last question is, do you have any place online? It sounds like you have a planning journal on the disc boards. Any place where people can go to see photos or to read more about your story? Yes, on, on the disc boards, I'm Virtuous Girl on the disc boards. And I have pictures of Randy Chapman. He was my photographer. I have Regina, Ty, and Amy for the ceremony and the yacht, the night of the wedding. So that's where I'm at on the disc boards. That's what I'm known as, Virtuous Girl. And also on Randy's Chapman, on his blog, he posted a link for, like, sneak peeks of my wedding. 
Thanks, Michelle, so much for taking time to share all your insider tips and tricks and this fabulous story of your vow renewal in the Magic Kingdom. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>